Welikarja, Giadibsha, Augustusula Gomsa Maris Gra, Gobel Shibsha, Gohan Moy. Augustine, just take Sweeney if we in Blaine Shakarcha. Just thinking back over the last year and thinking also in the week that's in it of three stalwarts of the Belfast community, all in their different ways. Gilly McElhatton, Dermage, Otuma, and Bobby Labre, who died in the last week or so. So just Babalyam Kovarona Yanulesh, Charlie Nalekri Shah, Gales, Champions, Agents for Change, all different. I don't even know if they actually knew each other in any real way. So, Covrone uh, solidarity and sympathy to their uh, families. And thinking back over the uh, the last year, 2022, it was a very interesting year politically, and particularly around the changing attitudes about the relationships between the different parts of the United Kingdom of Britain and Northern Ireland, Maria, and me thinks that uh, 2023 will just be as interesting. But for all the positive shifts in public opinion on the constitutional future for the people of this island, there's still an embedded awfulness about the plight of homeless people, the poor, the disadvantaged. And this is no accident. The Government in Dublin is wed at the policies which advantage their friends in high places. That government has made little impression on the crisis in the public services, particularly the health services, and the lack of affordable housing. I mean, two in a modern uh, first world state to, to have the shameful scenes in the wards of our hospitals and to have so many people homeless is just a shame and it's arising entirely and absolutely from the ideological position of successive Irish uh, governments and you know when you when you think about it you can see where partition the absence of a real national democracy has perpetuated this uh, imbalance. It's it's only now that we're seeing change starting to happen after decades of partitionism. Now, we can't wait until partition ends to straighten out our health services, of course not, or, or to build houses for our citizens. But let's thank God for those brave souls who struggle within public services to mind the sick and the elderly, who depend so much on these services. And they deserve better. We all do. Neoliberalism is the problem. That's a you know, a fancy word for capitalism. It's capitalism by another name. And citizens deserve rights. But neoliberalism and its political supporters are against this. They're against citizens having the right to a home a genuinely public health service, and other fundamentals, including workers' rights. So to achieve these fundamental entitlements will require a government and a popular movement wedded to these rights. Change is needed, undoubtedly, 
Change is desired by the majority of people. Change is possible. And in fact, change is already happening, but too slow. So we need to intensify and popularise these demands so that market forces will no longer determine the shape of society based on how much profit will be garnered for big business and other vested interests. A truly democratic society should be citizen-centred and rights-based. And we who want to bring this about need to form alliances and coalitions to actually achieve this. Political struggle has always been more challenging in the North given the divisions, including, again, partition. Nowadays, the absence of the Northern Assembly and the other Good Friday Agreement structures and London's continued toxic and malign role in our affairs exacerbates this. But here too, change is happening. Attitudes are evolving. This is particularly the case within civic society. It is difficult to figure out precisely how many of those who have shifted their position during 2022 on the constitutional question have done so because of their desire to have an influence on social and economic and equality issues. However, the participants and the contribution by some of those participants at the Ireland's Future events and at Sinn Féin's Commission on the Future of Ireland give some insights and causes for hope. So does the growing body of literature and academic studies devoted to examining the potential for a new society in Ireland. And this is particularly the case with the small but highly articulate group of citizens from unionist backgrounds who have shifted their positions. The arguments being advanced by them illustrate how and why they have ceased to be unionists and are now, well some of them anyway, United Irelanders. Some were converted by their desire to live in a rights-based society and by their discovery that London rule and the union do not provide this. They want the right to self-determination and the ability for us to govern properly, to govern ourselves, instead of being governed by a self-serving clique in London. The majority of unionists, for various reasons, of course, yes, they remain wedded to the connection with London. The rest of us, in varying degrees, detest this terribly unfair union and all its malign consequences. So the division of opinion is deep between those who are totally committed to the union and those of us who are totally committed to bringing an end to it. But there's now movement towards democratic options. Not an inch doesn't work anymore as well as it used to. Everyone now knows that the future will be determined by the people by way of referendum. Those who are against change will not want to engage with this or to plan or prepare for this. But they know, as well as everybody else, that their referendum is on its way. So despite their refusal to embrace this, the reality is that we're now all into a new phase and everyone will find themselves increasingly having to respond to this. Saying no will not work anymore. It may delay change. It will not stop it. Other responses will be required. So now is the time for a generous, enlightened phase of persuasion led by those who are embracing change. And this means reaching out to those 
others who are open to persuasion. Linking social and economic rights and the provision of public services as a necessary part of our new, of our reimagined political dispensation will be a crucial part of this process. A progressive, inclusive, truly democratic, rights-based society will benefit all of us across every part of this island. And that new administration based on equality will be brought about if we who want it go about it properly and intelligently and with generosity. So, back again to my my wee uh, cogitation with old words that we used to use and use less often now. And I dipped into my wee William Lutton book of Ulster dialect words. And regular listeners will recall that Luton collected words and phrases, mostly in the Munchies, a district close to Lorgan in County Armagh. And my copy of Munchieisms was first published in 1923 and then reprinted in 1976 by the Linen Hall Library. And it's a, a short dictionary of Ulster dialect collected by Luton and edited by Francis Joseph Bigger. Luton was born in 1807 and died in 1870. So here's another wee sample of his notations for your entertainment and consideration. Codger, a crafty wee boy. Cologine, scheming. Carnoptious, irritable. Dander, to walk about slowly and idly. Diddy, a female breast. Dinge, the impression made by a blow on a malleable surface. Druth, thirst. Duds, Worn out clothes, dunder, a loud noise, dullus, edible, seaweed, seaweed, gumalesco, deer, a title given to God as in the deer knows or the deer helpless, fudge, a thick wheaten cake, far, the fourth part of a cake of bread, fizz, a tumult or uproar, flannon, Flannel, a face cloth, in other words. Uh, footer, to do any work or business in a non-skilled manner. Forby, besides. Fernanced, opposite. Gulder, a loud shout. Gilly Gore, more than enough. Or Gilior, as it is in Irish. Galar, thick adhesive mud. Usually found at the bottom of a bog or in drains and ponds and rivers. Glore to, to stir at. Go, a large amount of anything. Gorb, a glutton. Gowl, a howl. Grewhound, a greyhound. Gob, mouth. Gurn, to make a wry face, to cry quietly. Guzzle, to throttle. Haggard, a stackyard. Harl, to peel the Skin of a potato without the use of a knife. Hape, a large amount. Heart scald, anything vexatious. Harem scurum, a rice boisterous, thoughtless person. Hulk, to dig badly. Huff, to offend. Hunker, to squat down. Jop, to use carelessly. Jag, a 
slight stab or a, you know, a, 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 a puncture wound by a, a pin or a, a thorn, kink, a suppressed laugh, kitten, a kitten, lamin, a good beaten, a lice, a large quantity, probably gives us the expression, you're on the lice, meaning you're on the tar, on the, the juck, on the drink, leather, to beat severely, let on, to divulge a secret, loanin, a by-road, lock, a small amount, Luckpenny in a bargain, it's a small amount returned to the purchaser. And lukewarm, tap it. So we'll, we'll come back to this little uh, adventure in old words that are part of our dialect and another podcast. And finally, one of the highlights of 2022 was a street campaign for Act Nagilga, led by Andram Jarug. So thank you, Mila Buehas Stevesha Gulliar. There's a lot more to be done, of course, to deliver and to advance Irish language rights, including services across this island. But 2022 was a good year for Gilgory. The good health and the potential revitalisation and the growth against all the odds of our language, our, our, our Changadukish, it's due to the diligence and determination of multitudes of great people over many, many decades of struggle. And we who, who benefit from that are indebted to them all. But 2022 should be marked down as a year when we eventually get rid of the last of England's penal laws imposed upon us in 1737. So well done to all involved, to and. Dram Jarag and everyone else for bringing colour, vitality, good humour, cheerfulness, success and fun to this achievement. Lanagi Arai. August Curry Mitch Craker on the podcast and Shockton Shaw the the Clancy Brothers August Oro Shedavahawalya Slan Tamalin Gunuri and Talat Oro. The Oh, 
Oh! 